Hello, and we're back. welcome. Back. What was that? Back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're back. Just I'm just letting everyone know that we're back. You can't go screaming like that just off the jump and startle me. Well, I, I didn't know that Henry Brown and Arns can combine for 44 points, but they just did it anyway, you know? They just went ahead and did it anyway. Because we're back. Because we're back. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Spartans. Back. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my neon green co-host, Matt Ooh, Sheehan. Those are not bad jerseys. I'm I'm in favor of the, the black with neon trim. I, I don't they're, mind... They're a nice touch. I don't mind the use of neon uh, in Michigan State uniforms. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it dominating the, the uniform. Thank you. It, it, it's a good alternate jersey. When you need to turn it around on the road <laughs> in Lincoln, Nebraska, dang it, you throw the neons on, baby. And they did. <laughs> and they threw down 86 points. It was fantastic. Well, let's talk about that game. Do you, do you want to? Should we? Shall we? We're going to. Maybe Ooh. have a little bit of patience. Nope. That's We're going to okay. talk about Michigan State going on the road and getting a cool 21-point win over Nebraska. Uh, we'll talk about some positives, some negatives, uh, and just how fun it is to watch your team play a B B minus game and still win by 20 points. That is always uh, enjoyable. It's been a while. It's been since Oakland since we've been able to say that. It has been that long, hasn't it, man? It's been, it's been a long else. time. Um, also, we got a lot of football things going on here, Matt. We sure do. And you know what? I think the Oakland game was another neon game. Anyway, football it things will. It may football have been. things will. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, Michigan State? Yes. Uh, has brought the duh, not the da bang stick. Da bang stick. Da bang stick. Which da bang is just, stick. Uh, a fantastic nickname. Harlan Barnett is back. He is. Um, he's not the only one who's back, Matt. Sure isn't. No, no. Connor Hayward also Hayward. back. Back. Very interesting development there. This is a day of back today. <laughs> a day of back. Everyone <laughs> is. Back. Um, mm. So we're going to talk about those things. We'll see how long we do on basketball. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe we'll do two segments on basketball and one on football. Maybe vice versa. We'll see how quickly we get through this first segment. Uh, that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast map. Okay, that sounds like a plan to me. We do this every single day as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We do. Those are facts. Them are, are facts. It's a crazy fact. You know what else is a crazy fact too, Will? Hmm. A 20-plus point victory, and the turnovers were still higher than the margin of victory. <laughs> That's absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> like, I, like I, I know. I know I should be upset. I know I should be a, a grouchy fan. Oh, how do we turn the ball over 22 times against Nebraska? Matt, you're being too negative. I... Okay, I I'm sorry, I apologize, but I, I'm really not sulking over that stat. I'm am just amazed that you could win by 20 plus on the road and still have 22 turnovers. That's just, Nebraska. Well, I knew I we heard the stats yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's not paint a good picture. Mm-mm. Well, I had no idea it was that bad though. I had no idea it was that bad in Lincoln, Nebraska. But dang it, you know what? I'm glad it is that bad in Nebraska because the boys <laughs> needed this one tonight. So. Thank um, you, Cornhuskers. It's funny. There were some moments during that game where I was like, mm. this Nebraska team's not that far off. Like, you could see. <laughs> okay. No, you could see um, 
Deshaun Burke obviously lit it up and yeah. got it going. You're like, okay, this guy can do something. He can make it off the bounce. He can mm-hmm. hit a step back. He's got some range, clearly. Uh, the big guys up front certainly are young. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you was it Odrogo? 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 That's close I, It's yeah. a tough name, and I heard him say it 10 times. You know, he's not very good yet, but they said on the broadcast he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, i had no idea all right yeah he's a true freshman he's 17 so he's a young freshman uh Shoot, had 10 okay. points six offensive rebounds like he's not good at basketball yet but like he's a big dude and like you could see him eventually yeah. becoming some like there's things there and you're like okay they're they're doing some things and then boy howdy did they stop doing some things <laughs> very abruptly yes hard stop on those things um the main thing they were certainly not doing is mm-hmm. covering three-point shooters. Not at all. Not at all. And I, just full transparency here, I, I was somewhere where I was not able to watch the first half, but I was able to check in ever so often. And I checked the halftime box score. From someone who didn't watch the game and was just box score reading, it, it can I tell you how fascinating of a game that mm-hmm. first half looked like? It was oh, yeah. 9 of 18 from 3, 0 of 4 from the free <laughs> throw line, doubling the rebounds 25 to 12, 12 turnovers, up three on the road. Yeah. Like, I, I started to get dizzy just reading that. I was like, I need to get myself in front of a TV stat to see how the rest of this one plays out because <laughs> this game just looks fascinating tonight. Yeah, Michigan State ended up rebounding 48% of their misses. That will win you some games That'll as play. well as 48% shooting behind yes. the arc. That's um, that's the winning... That's what this team wasn't doing. They should just shoot 48% all the time. Yes. Uh, it's it's nice. Like, we've talked at length. Everyone's talked at length about the wings. Specifically, yes. you know, Aaron Henry and Gabe Brown needing to take a step up. Um, and it's really nice when in that kind of moment, when they're like, all right, we need you guys. They're like, all right, let's see what we got. Okay, we've got a team that will not defend us. Perfect. I think we can handle this. <laughs> and you're like, excellent. Yes, Nebraska was needed because Gabe Brown was just sitting down, having cups of tea on the wing in the corner, waiting for kickouts. Um, and you know when he struggled, he struggled before this game had been like three of his last nineteen from three. Um, mm-hmm. But he's too good of a shooter to just leave open, and he had like six wide open attempts. And goes five of eight. Henry um, blew by, dominated physically, did whatever he wanted in terms of getting to the lane. He finished 13, nine, and five. Um, really nice all around balance game for him. Did for, turn it uh, over. Henry, right? Yeah, for Henry. Did turn it over yeah. a few times, but um, got to the lane, got to the rim, got to the free throw line. Um, bailed MSU out of a lot of possessions too like there Mm -hmm. were a lot of possessions where MSU looked dead in the water and it's like oh great we're gonna have Cassius just chuck one up with two seconds left from five feet behind the arc and then Henry nah a little bit of slushy slash and put the ball in the hoop so no that was great and it's awesome to see Brown finally have a game more more points tonight than he had in his last six games combined yeah yeah he had like talk about having a coming out party that is a big way to step up again Nebraska, the defense wasn't necessarily locked down. But hey, anytime you're throwing up 17 points, anytime you're shooting five of eight from behind the arc, dang it, perfect. Especially yeah. this late in the season, we just need a catalyst. We just need some kindling. Here's, yeah, I just pray to God that this was a kindling they need tonight. Here's here's Gabe Brown's point totals the last handful of games. 
Maryland, yeah. 0. Illinois, 2. Michigan, 0. Penn State, 7. Wisconsin, 0. Northwestern, 7. So there's your 16 points. Right, uh, and I know I think in two or three games. of those, I think two or three of those 16. games he was battling flu or, or what have you, but still, it's very nice to see him explode for 17 points. Yeah. Easy 17, like just made it look easy. Some of it was easy, some of it was given to him, but like some he just made it look easy just because, hey, Gabe Brown was playing Gabe Brown basketball. He had a really tough three with someone right in his face. Um, yeah. It was the third of three. He hit those first two. Mm-hmm. Um, hit the three with a guy hand right in his face, uh, and then heat checked <laughs> yeah. in air ball, which was incredible. <laughs> no, hey, you got to do what you got to do. But <laughs> Kyle Lawrence too, one time for him, four six shooting from three points, seven rebounds. Yeah. I, 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 hello, I do wish he would do or not do rather one thing. Well, I get so ground. I get so scared when he takes charges. Oh. <laughs> I know he, I know, I know he's one of the best in the Big Ten at taking charges. Well, I, I just think this is it. Every time he, he gets smoked in the paint, I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's our ball now. But, God, Arns, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're alive. So that's a very frightening moment when he does that. I get concerned anytime he is touched. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, or just no. takes an aggressive step in the lane. Yes. <laughs> it's like a, a harsh jab step could do it to him. But, hey, you know what? His his bones held up by Q tips and already chewed gum. They're they're holding together. So, <laughs> knock on wood. We're gonna we're gonna pray this this stays that yeah. way. Wrap some duct tape around the shin and let's go. Um, let's have yourself a night. Rebounding totals for the three wings, and this is something that I wrote about uh, pregame. I do like the uh, the statistical preview before try to before every game unless I'm on a plane. Um, sure, which yeah. was what happened for uh, Maryland, but. Did the statistical preview, and I wrote, you know, this is a spot where Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, and I didn't mention Arns, but I should have mentioned Arns, just like the wings, the rebounding from the wings. Izzo has been absolutely killing them publicly, just any chance he can. And you can imagine what it is behind closed doors when he's just, there's no excuse for Aaron Henry to finish a game with two rebounds. Gabe Brown can't play an entire game and get zero rebounds. No excuse for that. And I wrote in the thing like, hey, with Wisconsin's, or not Wisconsin, with Nebraska's complete inability to box anyone out and to rebound. <laughs> yeah, that's putting it nicely. Yeah. yeah, this might be a chance for the the Wings to stick their nose in there a little bit and get to the rebound party and put up some numbers there and feel good about competing on the glass. Um, and Henry, nine rebounds. Gabe Brown, four rebounds. Kyle Arns, seven rebounds. Wonderful. That'll that'll play. That Speaking of rebounds, we'll play. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying that. I was going to say, I, I just got to read off one, one more stat line, too. Very impressed with Xavier Tillman, 10 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, two kids at home. Two kids at home. One born within the week. <laughs> I, that, that's an incredible I, – I literally can't imagine what it's like to have one kid, let alone two kids, and being a student athlete and a husband, playing on the road within the week, your kid being born. And still having a pretty damn good game. So one time for Tillman. Uh, he is impressive in more ways than one, two, and really 17 different ways. So yeah. good on him. Yeah, good on him. Um, nice to see that despite him being a father for the second time, Izzo still uh, not afraid to get up in his grill. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's not going to stop anything. <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> I'm a father. You can't yell. It's like, <laughs> could you imagine taking your kid to the park and some other dad getting into your grill like that? Like dads usually don't get into it like that, but dad to dad, that was a real, that was real talk right there. Sure um, was. Let's pause here for a second. We'll come back. And I want to, 
make one more point about basketball, and then we can transition into some football things. So we'll do that here in just a second. Okay, Matt. All right. One more thing I wanted to talk about, and this is something I've brought up in the past, but I think we kind of saw it perfectly play out uh, mm-hmm. against Nebraska. In the Big Ten, we've got 14 teams. 12 of them are pretty good to very good, bordering on great. In the tournament conversation, at the yes. very least. Yes. At the very least. Tournament, and if they're not, it's because they play in the Big Ten. You know, If Minnesota doesn't uh, make it, true. it's because they've lost yeah. too many games against really good teams and didn't do enough non-conference. But mm-hmm. they're 12 good teams. They're two just terrible teams. And Michigan it's State, sad. yeah, Michigan State just they they have Northwestern uh, at the end of January. A month later, ish, they play Nebraska. Every other game since January second through the end of the season has been against, at the very least, a pretty darn good team. Like it's the murderers row. We, yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it. The gauntlet, all of that. And it's somehow getting even better. Like, Indiana is now the worst team in Ken Palm, and they're 40th. Like, Minnesota's 33rd, Wisconsin's 29, wow. Illinois's 30. Like, Michigan's up to 13. Penn State is worse. Penn 16, Maryland 8. It's just, it's absurd. Michigan State is 11th. Um, what that doesn't afford you is any chance to have a confidence-building game. A, Correct. A game where you can play so-so and just absolutely blow a team out of the water, like Michigan State did against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And you know, as as nice as it is, it is, and as good as it is, maybe long term to play tough competition, to build, to build, to always be battling every single day. Like sometimes you just need a break and you just need to blow a team up. <laughs> and the Big Ten hasn't offered that at all this year and in previous years every single year there's always a couple of really bad teams and three or four or five teams that are like yeah sometimes they're all right but usually they're kind of bad like they're sneaky teams yeah Yeah, just like well don't screw around and play terrible and you'll beat them by 20 and those are teams that Michigan State would always kind of like I don't know feast on like uh, here I'm pulling up their schedule from last season. Like like Nebraska last year, Penn State last year is a good example. Mm-hmm. A couple of solid teams. Even Northwestern wasn't terrible last year. Rutgers any year before this year, yeah, really? Yeah, I mean. exactly. And um, you know, it's just good. Like you play Nebraska last year, March 5th at home. You beat them by freaking 20 points, and that yep. helps. Like just being, you play Rutgers at home, you beat them by 11. You play Minnesota at home, you beat them by 24. Those types of games help, and there just aren't any of those on the schedule this year. Like, they've had, ooh, Michigan State up to nine in Ken Palm after that game. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's just casual. You get Nebraska once, you get Northwestern twice, but one of them is in freaking December. Correct, yeah. There's just not that game to, like, sit back play a B-minus game, and smoke a team like Michigan State. And other teams in the conference have been able to do over the years. And it's hard to build confidence that way. It's hard to get the good feeling going like, yeah, we can do this when constantly you're like fighting to the end of the game, losing by one, losing by three. You miss a shot, you lose. Instead of you miss a shot, oh, we're only up 14 now instead of 16. 
And this could not have come at a better time. I know I've beaten this horse into the ground, but the, the finishing stretch of versus Iowa, who just smoked Ohio State tonight, at yep. Maryland, at Penn State, versus Ohio State, and then certainly uh, not going to be a fun first game of the Big Ten tournament, no matter who it is, no matter if we open up on Thursday or Friday. It's still not going to be it's great. It's going to be a good team. It's going to be a good team, and then – no matter how far you make it there, you face, I don't know, let's just assume it's going to be a gritty 12 seed or a hard-nosed 11 seed in the tournament or something like that. Yeah, it's that game came at a very crucial time, especially to end a four-out-of-five game losing skid. So yeah. once again, one time for Nebraska. Flowers are in the mail. <laughs> Thank you, Edible Fred. arrangements are being sent your way, Fred. Thank you for what you guys have done tonight. Yeah, the, they they – they all needed it. Aaron Henry needed it. Gabe Brown needed that game. We Kyle needed Arms it. Well, needed it. us as fans needed Everyone, it. We, we needed this. Every, Tom Izzo's heart needed it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, Marcus Bingham Bingham's gonna got kill him. him again tonight. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going to be the one that, that gets him. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's turn the page here and let's save Harlan Barnett for later. Eh. Let's do a few minutes here on Connor Hayward. Um, okay. And just kind of talk about that because that was interesting. He enters the transfer portal. After mm-hmm. four games last season, lost the starting running back job to Elijah Collins. Um, and, you know, just getting a couple carries here or there. Uh, also leaves... lost a year of eligibility. Is that no. correct or no? Oh, I'm thinking Ladarius. Yeah, Ladarius did. Excuse no, me. I'm no, no, sorry. no, no, he didn't. Ladarius only played four games. They both mm. preserved it. Either way. Okay. Okay. Um, neither of them have redshirted. So Hayward will be a redshirt junior uh, next year. It's as if this season never happened. <laughs> uh, correct. Um, yes. A lot of people are jazzed about it. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people are jazzed about Ooh, it. More people than you would think are jazzed about it. I'm starting to wonder if some <laughs> fans are remembering a different Connor Hayward. Yeah, you're right. He only did play four games last year. Excuse me for uh, that. How could you? I know. I, I feel horrible about it. So oh, i got to see if Darius played. He, he, sleep tonight. He clearly had discussions with Mel Tucker. He, he said that in his in his Twitter post and I hope so. <laughs> talked about coming yeah, well I, that that you kind of have to do <laughs> sure. stay on the scholarship. Yeah. Um but I, I should say whatever discussion he had with Mel Tucker went positively enough that he feels like there's a chance for him to get on the field because that's why he left. You know, he lost his job and all of a sudden Elijah Collins is getting 20 carries and he's getting one. No one wants to do that, right? I wouldn't. <laughs> No, um, but it, it sort of begs the question: like Elijah Collins is going to presumably remain the go-to guy in the backfield, um, unless something drastic happens. Yes, yeah. Um, we got Anthony Williams Jr. change of pace. Jordan Simmons is coming in as a true freshman. Um, we got Brandon Wright as well. It's going to be a true sophomore, and yep. then I'm totally blanking on the other recruit. What's his name? Donovan Will, Eaglin. You, got you, it. You, thank you. I, I was going to say, you know I'm not good on the spot. Come on. <laughs> Donovan Eaglin is going to be a true freshman as well. So that is, by my count, five running backs um, that are all either sophomores or freshmen. And then you got Connor Hayward returning. I just, I, I, I'll be intrigued to see how it plays out because we've talked about this. I've talked about this on the show before you became a full-time host. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there, there's a role for Connor Hayward in a football offense. Like he okay? had, he has a skill set. Listen, I'm not saying it's as a running back. He's got Go on. he's got phenomenal hands. Okay, his feet are better than people his size. Like a linebacker 
covering him is a mismatch in his favor. And he's yeah. he's big, sturdy. He's not tall, but he's like uh, I don't know, more uh, rotund. Rotund's not the right word. Stocky. More stocky. Yeah, he's barrel chested. Um, thick with three C's. Yes. Thick with nineteen thousand C's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I've always thought he was better suited for fullback, H back, tight end, hybrid type player. Someone who. Um, you kind of move around in the backfield, flex out occasionally, can run routes, can block, can be a lead blocker, can do trap, or I guess wham blocks when you're using uh, a back to do it. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, like San Francisco uses Kyle Juszczyk in the NFL. Like that type of player, um, because he's got great hands, he can make plays, he's comfortable running routes. Um, he's just not, uh, and this isn't, saying anything crazy he's just not a very effective runner uh, in terms of mm-hmm. like a consistent running back he just he had plenty of opportunities and never showed it um even behind Patrick lines like you know Elijah Collins comes in and we see what he did and we just see the differences and one is more natural instinctive and just a better running back Connor Hayward was never really a running back he was kind of always playing out of position so I'm at least intrigued to see where he's playing and how he's used Mm-hmm. I find it a very long shot. He enters anywhere in the running back depth chart uh, other than like third and then lower. Like he's not going to be the yeah. guy. He's not going to be the change of pace guy. He's probably not even going to be the third guy. Like there are people above him in the pecking order who have shown they're better than him. Uh, certainly. Yeah. And, and that's why, if, yeah, if anything, I'm, I'm sold on giving the whole tight end thing a try again, the, the height isn't necessarily no. there. Yeah. Um, maybe like the H back though, just kind of compliment the quarterback and the shotgun for chip blocking screens or something yeah, like that. Pass protection, run little arrow routes, like get up matched up on a linebacker and beat him Cause he can, he can do that. He can run a slant on a linebacker he has, and yeah, get open totally. and make the catch and get seven yards. Like, there's mm-hmm. a role somewhere for him as an effective player. Um, Hope so. We'll see if it shakes out. I was I was very surprised on that. Did not have it on my offseason oh, bingo card. I, I didn't even know it was on the radar. No. Like, usually you would hear rumblings about this. This was all of a sudden, bang. Hayward's back. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Excuse me? So, hey, good for him. <laughs> you texted me and I had to do a, a double take. Um, uh, likewise. I feel like just with the general pushback you've given me in the last few minutes i i don't need to ask you for your take on this one listen just like you said sure he's a talented kid i hope they could find a position for him um players seem happy he seems happy fans seem happy yeah it's just can they actually find a position to utilize him in because the two positions that are on the table that H back thing that that's in play. That's probably the leader in the clubhouse right now. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the tight end thing is very intriguing, but I just don't think that's how it'll roll out just because of the size. The only thing working with him though, is that the tight end depth isn't yes. outstanding this year. Yeah. That's, that's one thing it's that Trenton Gillison, it's Berghorst mm-hmm. who's going to be a red shirt freshman. And that's it. It's, it's Dotson coming off Correct. an Achilles. Like, and it might as well be like right. I don't know if Dotson plays again because it's an Achilles injury and correct. That kind of so that's gets you. one thing that might keep Hayward in the in the tight end room. Maybe I don't know. Hey, you know what? Not too early to start thinking about spring ball storylines. This is very exciting. Look at us go. Look at us go. Let's talk uh, about another headline coming out of the uh, Michigan State football camp. Harlan Barnett is back. Let's talk about it here in just a minute. Well, hold on. Ladarius did play six games. Eligibility. 
Burn. There okay. you go. There you On go. On to the third segment we go. All right, Matt. Okay, Will. Uh, we Duh, knew this was happening, stick. right? I, okay. Uh, mm. After the whole Luke Fickle thing, I don't believe <laughs> anything. I don't believe anything unless it's tweeted out by the MSU football account. And I, even that, then, even then, I got to wait a half hour to see if anything's refuted. So, <laughs> the, yeah, we kind of figured it's happening, but oh, oh, well, well, I've got trust issues all of a sudden now. So the the Jay Johnson hiring um, wasn't made like Twitter slash school official release official for like two days. Oh, yeah, after it was time. <laughs> reported and I had already written up a big thing about it and we've done breakdowns mm-hmm. and did podcasts about it. And someone was like, why isn't this happened yet? And I was just like, I don't know. Is it, it, I hope this is still going on. Yes. It was someone on Twitter <laughs> who reached out and that's when I thought, wait, you're right. <laughs> this isn't actually official yet. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> but it was. Um, yeah. So we saw Harlan Barnett. At the Maryland-Michigan State basketball game, sitting with Ron Burton, and I think he was with Trestle too, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I think it was Trestle. Trestle looks different. Off-season Trestle is much lighter in the face. I've never seen him look the same <laughs> twice. He is a man of many faces. He, I was like, is that Mike Trestle? He looks the long hair, and like he looked... Mm-hmm. He was smiling, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. So I didn't even see any. I was like, I know that's Ron Burton. I think that's yeah. Mike Truss. I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, so Harlan Barnett spotted at the game with an MSU shirt on, speculation firing, um, and today was made official. He is back as the defensive backs coach. Um, and I know, and I, I tweeted this, like, sometimes with retreads, you're like, really? Like, oh, like, so there's been a little bit of, like, underwhelming, underwhelmment. It's been a little underwhelming for some people. The assistant's hired. Mm-hmm. But like Harlan Barnett's about as good as you're gonna find in terms of defensive backs coach, like yeah. in the country. Like, oh, you can get the guy who was the co coordinator and associate head coach uh, for some of the best defenses we've seen. Uh, coached the Thorpe Award winner, two first round cornerbacks, was a defensive coordinator at Florida State. He's the defensive backs coach. That's a pretty good get for anybody. I like, yeah, it's a retread. They're all re- like Burton. Harlan Barnett, Trestle retreads, but like you're not going to find many better position coaches at those spots, like in the country. Yeah, and I'm glad the retreads are coming on the defensive side of the ball too, especially when the latest retread in uh, Harlan Barnett is a guy who's coached some, I would say, pretty good players in Darquez Denard, Trey Waynes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, p- players of that ilk for sure. So yeah, I- I'm not bummed at all by this. No, no. Like th- this is again, we- we've had a few hires lately there. It's like okay, we gotta wait. You know what you're getting with Barnett. You're mm-hmm. going to get a guy who teaches great technique at cornerback. You're going to get a guy who, from what I remember at least, was a solid recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you're also getting a guy, well, God, if only there were current and former players that voiced their excitement online today <laughs> about this man. If only there – oh, what's – oh, there's roughly 300 of them that have. So it's been a good reception, and I really can't think of a way to knock it. Yeah, the, the whole Florida State thing – didn't go well and just like you said a few episodes ago when you mesh a 4-3 guy with a head coach that wants to run 3-4 it's not the greatest Florida State also had some other just problems going on and I I know that Harlan Barnett had that quote a few years ago the dudes where he said that they got some dudes down here no disrespect to Michigan but they got some dudes down here 
guys, that's a new head coach trying to gas up his players. And you know what? Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm sure they did have some speedy guys compared to what we have north of the Mason-Dixon line up here. Like, I, I, It's not a lot of people. Some people are holding a little too much stock into that quote. They so, got some dudes. They Sure. It's he also fine. wasn't lying either. No, it's yeah, fine. So, no, it, it wasn't disrespectful. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to see him back. Players love him. Players were drafted that played under him. It's. I don't see any reason to be yeah. all upset about this. So if good on Mel Tucker, let me in. I'm trying to talk. If if Notre Dame hired Harlan Barnett as their defensive backs coach, they mm. would be ecstatic. Sure. If Texas hired him as their defensive backs coach, they would be ecstatic. Like he's a great hire as a defensive backs coach. Like you're getting him kind of off a rebound. Like you don't normally get. A coach of that experience who's done that, coached that many great defenses as your defensive backs coach. And the connection to the university makes it that much better. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just... Well, great defenses, too, that are anchored by incredible defensive back play. Yeah, no fly zone. That was a thing. People forget. People forget. People forget. Um, Yeah, it's like defense is never the issue, ever. (laughs) Except for a little pocket of games last year. But, hey, Barnett wasn't there for it. Generally, Who cares? <laughs> generally, yeah, defense no, you're, you're hasn't right. just, been the around. issue. No, right. I know. Um, so, yeah, and I think, man, led by Mel Tucker, because uh, we've talked about this. I want to keep reemphasizing this. The head coach sets the recruiting standard, the recruiting vibe, the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are people underneath him. Um Nobody gets offered without the head coach's stamp. The timing of it, the like all that stuff, like it is the head coach's plan that is executed by all his assistants and the recruiting coordinator and yada yada. Like it is very mm-hmm. much a product of who the head coach is, sets the standard for recruiting. Um, and just like I'm so excited to watch Harlan Barnett, Ron Burton, Trestle, like whoever else they bring in, Courtney Hawkins recruiting under the the Mel Tucker plan, if you will. Totally. Oh, my God. With how stale recruiting has been the last one, two, arguably three seasons, my God, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be fit. Like, well, we get to enjoy offseason football again. This is great. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be bringing some juice. And like we talked about, Mel is slinging some offers, man. Like hotcakes. I love it. They offered a 2022 player. Like, I didn't even know that you could do that. Not even in the two four seven seven system as the composite yet. Wow! Not even. Wow! Doesn't even have. I knew no one's seen him, but we offered him. Yeah. I can't wait till they offer their first eighth grader. It's going to be incredible. Uh, That that's emergency pod worthy right there. (laughs) Getting that Kentucky vibe going on. Um, Ooh, put it into me. Put it right in my bloodstream, Will. Yeah, and Harlan Burnett's defensive backs coach Tressel's, and I got asked about this. Tressel, his. Role has yet to be announced. I imagine it's primary linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then potential for co-D coordinator tag to be added on, depending on how that search goes. Because, you know, if Marcus Freeman had been plucked away from Cincinnati, maybe he's primary DC and there's no co-DC. Um, sure. Kling scale, we've talked about Kentucky. Maybe he's someone who comes in and gets a co-DC um, title, like, you got to give them a promotion to pray them out of Kentucky if they're still going that route. Or maybe Mel Tucker is pursuing someone else's defensive coordinator. We're not really sure yet. 
Um, but I imagine the reason we haven't heard Trestle's official role yet is because there's still that designation. Is he going to be a coordinator or is he just going to be a position coach? So I imagine we figure that out, you know, the next week or so as this uh, staffing fills out. And man, thought they had a uh, tight ends coach there for a second today, but the Lance, or the, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel hit send too early. It'd be like that sometimes. What's that thing that, that happens. Oh, it, that happens. It literally happened to me two weeks ago. No, not you. No, come on. While on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, it was reported that Ted Gilmore, Wisconsin's wide receivers coach, was coming to MSU. Uh, Michigan State has a receivers coach. Michigan State has an offensive coordinator. Um, Gilmore has done tight ends before, and he's been a recruiting coordinator. So I would think tight end coach slash recruiting coordinator would be uh, his role. Although the the Journal Sentinel almost immediately pulled down the story and said we accidentally published a draft of a story. So, haven't heard anything since. We'll see if anything shakes out there. But, yeah, we got, I don't know, what, like five more assistants to fill out here? Yeah, and, Will, you know, we we haven't said this yet. It's February. It's February, so it's got to happen fast. Yeah, it's got to happen pretty quickly because spring ball is starting in a few weeks. So, all right, man, it is Friday. That means this is the last show of the week, Matt. I'll miss you, Will. I'll miss you, too. Uh, this is going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. We'll be back Monday. We'll see. I, I'm sure I would bet money that there will be more coaching news. Um, Ooh, if there's not, that's also worthy to talk about yes. as well. <laughs> I've been tweeting you um, some interesting developments. Or not tweeting you, texting you some interesting, de- interesting developments related to Twitter things that we won't get into any further here. But... We might be having some additional things coming around the corner. Um, I would guess, right? Like, there's got to be, the staff's got to be getting filled out here. It's February. Yeah. It's February 21st. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's going to do it here uh, for us on Lockdown Spartans. We'll be back Monday. Thanks so much to everyone for listening to the show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends, too. You know, tell your friends. Please. Tell a friend. Make a sticker. Ooh, nice. How about those let me in, I'm trying to tuck stickers? Hilarious. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Absolutely incredible. You are owed money for those. Um, yeah, no, we appreciate all you guys listening. And the, the like we've been saying the last few weeks, the download numbers and all the subscribers, all that has been absolutely incredible. And we can't thank you enough for that. We'll be back Monday. Matt, take us home. We're back. 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 Back.